hydration. Uh, true, 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 true. I've been overly hydrated lately. I've been pissing clear, and I just read something about if you're if you're pissing too clear, like really clear, take a break from the water. How much is too clear? How it's like no clear? yellow. If you no. if there's a yellow wait, tinge, wait, then it looks like you're pissing water. Yes, because exactly. If there's yellow tinge, then you're optimally hydrated. If there's white, then you're overly hydrated. Well, my argument to that whole thing is like any shade of yellow would be yellow. You just say super light yellow. Well, but yeah. clear can only be clear. Yeah, and that's definitely that's happened to me before, but like whenever you're you're dehydrated, it's it looks like this beer. I mean, yeah. literally yeah. it looks oh, orange. It yeah, whenever cloudy. it's cloudy, yeah. when it's cloudy yellow, that's when I'm like, "Ooh, fuck. Yeah. I need to I need to drink some more." <laughs> like especially when it gets like closer like that like like beer color like the orange or even brown. That, that's something that we always mention. Like I remember brown safety, piss. Thank you. Well, some of my safety classes they talk about like heat stress and dehydration, and they one of the things they say is like, "Oh, you look at your urine, and like brown is a category on there, and it's like the low of the low. Like that's bad. Like that's horrible." What wait, my wife, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't put this on the podcast. What about what about shit? Do you like when do you look at your shit and you're like, I, "My diet needs to get better." When it's bloody. <laughs> Obviously, I mean that would be <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with diet. That means you're dying. No, wait, hold on. It could that be your diet. Off. Well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Like, there are certain submitting to the like, world that, that has nothing to do with the actual stool, though. Yeah, you know that. No, is no, something no. Else. Wait, no. Well, hold on. There's two different types of bloody stool. Can Let's, I introduce the podcast real quick? Wait a minute. No, this is episode 107 of the Craft Heads podcast. I have a new intro. Ready? Okay. This is where my best friend of 20 plus, almost 21 in September, years, talk about nothing, sometimes a topic, and we always have a beverage. Talk about nothing is a great way to that's, say that's This the is intro, the Seinfeld bro. of podcasts. It really is. And uh, we do have a, a, a somewhat targeted topic this week, but go ahead, uh, Tara, please continue with Finish your thought. Stool. The bloody stool conversation. <laughs> well, there's two types. So, like, when you're looking at, like, bowel disease... They talk about, so if you happen to go to the bathroom and you notice crimson red blood either on your stool or in the bowl or on the toilet paper. By the way, I'm an expert on this. You, you're not yep. telling me so anything I don't That's know. one issue, but then there's a whole other issue of if you go to the bathroom and you notice your stool almost looks black, like you just pooped out charcoal then that's blood from earlier in an area in your colon where it's like, okay, an earlier part of your colon or digestive tract is, is bleeding. It's getting into your poop and then it's working its way out of your body. So you could have something going on more internal than just your little butthole and whatever's going on there, like a hemorrhoid I or wish, whatever. I wish our listeners could see Alex's <laughs> face while Tara is talking about Seriously? <laughs> See ya. Any new listeners? Sorry. Wait, don't do this on the podcast. No, it's. I promise. I swear to God, this is going. Put it on the at podcast. the end. No, it's going on the beginning. The beginning. Yeah, yeah. We're talk. We're starting this episode with shit. This is this is shit, shit cast one hundred and seven. Just... Tommy, introduce the drink. Mm. Oh. Hey, <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, I went to a one of my favorite breweries in Atlanta last yesterday, and they just opened up a new location up in Alpharetta, and it is Jekyll Brewing Co. Which actually the first location is also in Alpharetta, but it was in uh, a um, a business park. House is given a good whiff. I think he, I'm going to make you guess just so you know. But I'm going to I'm going to keep introducing it here. So their first 
like location was in a um, was in a business park. So you pull in and it looks like you're going to you know like a side like a roof siding company office, and you walk in and it's a brewery with you know fun games outside and whatnot. But they just opened up like a giant three story location in Main Street Alpharetta because they're so popular. I love this place. Has one of my favorite IPAs, which is what we're drinking tonight. Alex, would you like to take a guess? Uh, I, I I gave away that it is an IPA, but um, what what flavors are you getting in there? Does it make your semen taste better if you eat it? Yes, that's Pineapple. yes. <laughs> that's really good. Did you see? Did you see the can? I saw pineapple. No, ah, I was going to say it's I don't. Great I don't lie to you, bro. It's, but I want to say that I would be able to tell. But I, I'm not going to lie to you. I saw pineapple. Is there anything else? In Did it? you take a sip? No. Take a sip. Tell me what and, and get a good like a good gulp. Because there's another there's another thing in there. First of all, I would have gotten the pineapple. Okay. Habanero. What? Did you see that? Too? Swear to God, I didn't. Swear. Pineapple habanero hop dang diggity IPA. I saw the pineapple. I did not see anything else. The only, the only thing is any other beer I've ever had that has claimed to have habanero in it, it mm-hmm. does have a little immediate pop. Mm-hmm. Like when you t- – and it doesn't last. It's gone in two seconds. Full disclosure, you probably don't get that right now because we just had a habanero mm. pizza from Avellino's, oh. which we talk about <clears throat> all the time on the podcast. Now I know why you said earlier maybe I wouldn't want this for the – because it was going to be post-pizza. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's – also, it's an obvious pairing for pineapple. If I wouldn't have said like – any other spicy thing like mm-hmm. pineapple habanero is a thing. This is excellent. Yeah, it's. I I've always I've said for probably six or seven months now that it's my favorite IPA in Atlanta, and it's a. Final, I finally got a six pack of it, so I wanted to share it with you on the podcast. Thank you, Spitta. It's pineapple habanero infused IPA, hop dang tropical sizzle. We wanted to give our IPA something new, so we tapped refreshing pineapple and spicy habanero. Ooh, I have a bone to pick with them okay. for the bill. The hops and pineapple mesh together smoothly, then just a touch of heat from the peppers for something truly special. Okay. What's the bone to pick? They put an accent on the E, which is just so far removed from being accurate, it doesn't even make sense. It's supposed to be on the end. Right? No, there's nothing. Yeah. That's a that's what's Habanero. called. A, no. No. That's that's what's called hyper pronunciation. So whenever people like gringos think, oh jalapeno, it must be habanero. Uh, it's just habanero. And but the jalapeno definitely has an, an accent tilde, on the end. Right? On, a, a tilde. On the end. Yes. Okay. And I this is just uh Jekyll I Jekyll Brewing, I expect better from you. Uh the topic, uh we actually brought this up last episode. And I let Tommy pick again. So we talked about funerals, which whenever we have that topic, I'm going to – I have a, a big question about funerals, and I'm not going to get into it. I'll wait for the podcast. But it, it's more interesting than just be like, you've been to funerals. <laughs> this, is, this is honestly might be – it feels very – the vibe is so different than last episode because I was so down and I was like, I need a pick-me-up. And now I'm so happy because it's Friday. had a good dinner with some good friends. And I have the whole weekend ahead of me, and we're going to talk about funerals. You know what else is amazing, dude? No, no, no. We're not talking about funerals. Oh, we're not? No. We're talking about the other topic. Oh, we're not? Yeah. Okay, what is it? The other one was the nature of selfishness. Ah. And you even – you were going to pick that last week, but you said we need to 
be a, we need to be more buzzed, okay. which we most definitely are. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've both had uh, several drinks at this point. Mm-hmm. So, okay, where when did this? We started. We had a conversation. Tara and I had a conversation James. with James. Uh, it, it was late on a Saturday. We got back from bowling. He introduced us to some turtles. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. How did everybody bowl? Uh, I'm more interested in that topic. I, I did typical Alex, like very hot and cold. You know, I, I got my, my obligatory couple strikes in and then my obligatory gobber balls. So like 100, 110? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. What about you two? T? I was going to say, I think all of us had a lot of fun. Mm. I think I think the biggest thing, like for me, for going bowling, like it's not about like my score. It's like how much fun. I know Ro is like crushing her esophagus. And, like not for, <laughs> She can't breathe. My dog she's is sitting just, on like, Tara's lap there. and she doesn't look comfortable, but she needs, she's That's a lap dog and needs to be on the lap. Yeah. So truth. Well, and she's always on Tara's lap too. We yeah. had a ton of fun. Bowl, uh, bowling is, is one of those things that every time I do it, I wonder why I don't do it more. Seriously. Do you know why we went bowling? Because no. we were watching a show called Eastbound and Down. Love Eastbound. And oh, Kenny Powers' Eastbound. mom, was, she's in the bowling league, and we're like, do you guys want to go bowling tonight? And it was like 9.30 at night. We're Tara, just what do we have to do to buy you a mic to just get on this podcast with us? Because you're always it. floating, I'll... and I always want to turn the mic towards you. Should I mean, we do it? If you guys want to get a third mic, I would be, be Roz. good for Because she's always on. She's yeah. always or, on. Yeah. should I just be Roz like, off in the corner? Like, hey, guys. I mean, I love that, but also I also don't want people to be like, oh, it's really annoying because we can't hear. Earlier when you turned the mic toward her, it sounded perfect. So you make a good point. Maybe we'll invest in a third mic for guests and or a regular Tara appearance. That's true. I can buy it myself. But don't worry. We'll cover it. Go back to your podcast. Wait. Yeah. Tangent. I got I to gotta talk about something this bowling is, This related. is definitely a tangent podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I, I went to FSU, spoiler alert, go Knowles. Um, and I took bowling four semesters in a row. I remember that, actually. <laughs> yeah. A- and the, my, this is one of my favorite stories to tell about college because I was only given – first of all, you're only given credit for two PE classes or physical education classes – but and they're only one credit, you know. They only count for one credit towards your AA. It's not even towards your master's, obviously, or your your major. Sorry, but um, I took my I took bowling my one semester, like my junior year, my first my first semester of junior year, I took bowling, got credit for it, and then I signed up for my second semester, and I was like, can I take bowling again? They were like, yeah, we, we'll give you a second credit for bowling, but you can't take any more physical education. So I was like, all right, cool, took that. And then senior year, first semester came around. I was like, that fit really well in my schedule. It's a perfect break in between classes. It's right in the middle of campus. I don't have to go anywhere. I can get lunch and go bowling. Can I do that again? And they were like, you're not going to get credit for it. And I was like, well, well, can I just do it? Can I do it? And they were like, yeah. So to, to fill out my 12 credit schedule to be a full-time student, I took another bowling class two more semesters. So I took That's bowling amazing. four semesters. You're an row. overachiever. That's great. And I ended up, I mean, my best score was a 267. Oh, shit, dude. I, I'm i not even sure I've ever got, gotten to 200. It was it was a spare and then 10 strikes in a row and then a 7 on the last ball. That's killer, dude. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You almost had a perfect game. I, I, if I didn't spare, but like the, the spare on the first frame took the pressure off of it True. not being a perfect game. And then I had 10 strikes in a row. I think I, it's 10. It might be 11. But I, but yeah, and then I, I gotta tell you, dude, one time in my life, and I don't remember when it was, you and I went bowling a very, very long time ago. And I noticed your ball would always curve, Mm -hmm. especially whenever you got a strike. And I was like, dude, you gotta show me how to do that. 
and I'm not, I'm not making this up, brain checkpoint. You showed me, mm-hmm. I replicated it, and like the whole rest of that, that bowling session, I was amazing. Yeah, I'm not. Really- I'm not kidding you. I was hitting like five strikes a game. Mm-hmm. Never been able to replicate it since. <laughs> I'm not kidding though. It was just like Alex, just just get good. Yeah, and you showed me, and I was like, oh, this is literally easy. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to do it since. That was probably like no joke, like 15 years ago. Another disclaimer about my the the curveball that I showed you. I definitely don't do it the right way because you're supposed to keep all of your fingers in the holes. And by the way, I'm using like a ball that like a lane ball from the actual. Well, like a uh, house ball, that's what they call sure. it. Sure. And I just take my thumb out and I just roll my, my like I keep my two oh, fingers in and just roll my right. wrist over. So because if I kept my thumb in, I felt like my thumb was going to break off. But that's just because you don't have the ball like ergonomically designed for, for your, your own hand. For your hand. Right. Yeah. You had a PE course for college that counted as credits. Yeah. I've never heard of that in my entire oh, life. Oh, I also took meditation. And I think I, <laughs> my college was a lie. Yeah, I, I my had... My whole college career was a lie. My, That's insane. My ballroom dance was P.E. credits. My <laughs> my uh, Aikido was P.E. credits. What? It, well, it was required. It was in addition to the curriculum. That was not a thing. It's all about the being only, well-rounded. Yeah, it's all physical. about going to the right college. Yeah. I know. I, the only PSU physical, uh, <laughs> class I can think of. Cheers. I took a scuba diving class. That's pretty and, badass. Well, the, I couldn't finish it. And the only reason I couldn't finish it is because I'm nearsighted. And one of the tasks or things you have to prove is that you drop a brick or something into the deep end, which is like 15, 13 feet or whatever. And you have to dive down, no goggles, all the way to the bottom. It was your, your mask. It was your goggles. You have to dive down all the way to the bottom of the pool, pick up these goggles, put them on your head, have enough air in your lungs to clear the goggles so you mm-hmm. can see and then come to the surface. And, you and because I wear contacts and I can't, I literally cannot see at all. And you have I the reddest eyes of all time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually physically couldn't do it and I had to drop the class. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I can't do this. Like, I, I actually can't do it. And they're like, you why will magnify your vision? And I said, not for me. And, <laughs> nice. and they just, they just like looked at me like I had six heads. I was like, I'm sorry. Bye. Well, you kind of do with all that hair. Yeah. yeah. Basically. So that was the only, that's the only PE course or anything close I can think of at Slippery Rock. Yeah. You, there was a, there were a thousand different things you could do for your, your gym, PE, athletic, whatever the shit it was called requirements at Penn State. Hey, uh, a listener, listener poll, please. Uh, did you guys take any weird classes in college? Did anybody take underwater basket weaving? Because I always heard about that. <laughs> that was a pretty good and one. Never, I never really heard of anybody doing that, but I'd like to know if somebody took something like fencing as a class. That's kind of cool, too. I always thought it was pretty awesome. Please the, text us. Yeah. The fact that I did ballroom and Aikido in the same semester, because like I started off college as an utter piece of shit, and then I... You know, I had like the transitional period in the middle and I actually got a little bit proactive toward the end for the first time in my life. And my senior year was one of the greatest things ever because like I, I remember the one semester I had no class on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And I still had 12 credits. Mm-hmm. So I just loaded up on everything and on Tuesday, Thursday. And that included the Aikido and ballroom class. Mm-hmm. Like I literally had my, my degree already. I just needed to do the general stuff. This is, I know we have a lot of young listeners. Once again, I love calling, calling them out and saying this. Oh, yeah. uh, I know you guys are going to be going to college soon. And actually now they're all like my brother and his friends who are all listening are like in 
sophomore to senior year of high school. They're not yeah. really young anymore. No, they're not. But um, take as get as many AP credits and dual enrollment credits as you can because twelve credits a semester is ideal, and you will you'll never feel overloaded. You can do it standing on your head. Yes, it, it's great. So that's my little tidbit for the week there's no way that you will find within yourself that it's it's worth your time or effort and your parents can yell at you all they want we're trying to tell you it's a good idea if you can get any freebies for college trust me it's worth it yeah yeah 12 don't don't fuck yourself up and get 15 credits a semester unless you want to be an overachiever and graduate early don't do that yeah uh get like 12 or 13 a semester and graduate on time yeah i'll be happy you did totally Speaking, Tara, Ross. speaking of on time, yes, you guys have a topic. Yes, we that were getting not, there. <laughs> that is not college. So <laughs> selfishness. The, yeah, <laughs> back back to selfishness. So we had that conversation with James after bowling. Boy, that was that was like a tangent of a tangent, and it was something that's sort of been on my mind for a long time. And I, I think it's a combination of the climate that we're in today. Uh, Politically, with the virus, like so many different things. And I'm just going to come right out and say, we'll start at the end of my argument and work our way backwards. I'm not sure there's anything wrong with being inherently selfish. Hmm. And it's it's a weird thing I've been thinking about for a, a long time now. And first of all, it's one of those things where at some point you have to admit that in this life you're looking out for obviously yourself and your hopefully your spouse if you're married and your very, very good friends and then probably your family or some order of those things. But at some point there is – it's there's sort of like a sphere of diminishing returns in terms of the people that you're looking out for and the reason that you're doing that. And it's like, I would do literally anything for you or Tara and uh, probably a couple dozen other people in my life. But like to the, the truly most selfless thing to do would be to do something for a stranger. And, uh, and that's, a, and that's a beautiful thing. I'm not saying, who knows what you would or would not do in an extreme circumstance. But like when it comes to just everyday life and the choices that you make and the reason that you experience certain feelings that you do and everything else, I don't know why everybody treats the word selfish. Like it's something so unbelievably unnatural because I, the only thing that I think is unnatural is somebody who isn't, at all looking out for their own well-being or advancement or what you know what i mean like it's it's a really i really wish we could have almost had that conversation recorded because everything all three of us uh, at that time were perfectly aligned and it was like it was it was beautiful it was like spiritual in a way was- yeah and from what i remember sitting there I think the the tone of the conversation, it was talking about that. Like you, you should be at the end of the day, like you are the most important person in your life because if you don't treat yourself as the most important person and like you don't give yourself the care or whatever it is, you won't be able to give that to another person. So you have to prioritize yourself at some point. And, you know, eventually when you get married, your spouse too, because you know, you're one unit functioning. And I think, um, 
it didn't go to the sense of like, you know, when you think of like two little kids arguing over a toy, it wasn't that kind of selfishness. It was more of like, okay, like if you truly, if you truly dislike something or you don't want to do something, like you shouldn't feel bad about saying no to doing whatever that activity is. If it's not up your alley, like, and, and like, and that's fine. Like, and I think that's something that's not communicated enough. And maybe, maybe it's our parents didn't say that to, to them enough. Like our grandparents didn't say it to our parents enough. And our parents by then, you know, that proxy didn't say it to us of the fact, like, you know, if you don't want to do something, if you're uncomfortable, if something doesn't feel right to you, like it's okay to say no, or it's okay to say, you know, I'm going to do my own decision and I've thought this through completely and this is what I want to do and it's not harming another person. Like, I think that's ultimately what we were talking about. Yeah. And that, that's what it should be. And there was definitely a little bit of a, of a naturally, because I gravitate toward this a lot. There was a little bit of a political overture to it because I am a very much leave me alone kind of person when it comes to politics and I'll leave you alone. Like you can, I think everybody should be able to think what they want. And to me, it makes sense. Like, let's just say for, for the sake of argument that you wanted to, uh, if you believed in just a two party system and you feel very strongly one way or the other, like, even though something that I feel very strongly against, and I think is very wrong for society and humanity and whatever else. And I vote against that for one particular reason. I also, I do a pretty damn good job of putting myself into the position of somebody who would benefit from that particular thing. And I would think to myself, if my government is stupid enough to do this, I'm definitely going to vote for it because it benefits me. Even though like somebody on the other side of the aisle isn't good. And it's just, it's weird to me, again, that there is like an evil connotation associated with selfishness. And if there's extreme selfishness, selfishness which is bad because anything extreme is bad. That's, that's just almost a fact, but I don't know, Tommy, I'm, we've, we've had the floor. Like I, I remember you were interested last time. Give me some of your initial thoughts on the whole topic. Uh, the, so two things I have to, I have gathered from the first, from the start of this is number one, I feel like you have done a good job most recently in the past couple of years of, I, I know you preached that for a while, the whole, I won't get in your business unless you get in my business kind yeah. of thing. I think that you have actually done that recently in the past few years. You've, you, I, I don't feel like I've ever seen you like in, in, when I'm in a room with somebody who I know is a very opposite political spectrum of you, I don't feel like you've been the one to initiate a political conversation unless they initiate that conversation. But I would say in the past that hasn't been the case. I feel like you have done, been able to initiate that conversation even though you preach differently. So now at this point, I'll give you credit at that point that I feel like, yes, 100%. I feel like for sure you've done that now. In a, in a funny way, I'm going to say that I'm in a, in an enlightened way, more selfish than I ever have been. But most people would disagree with me because I will tell you that back then I was narrow minded. Mm-hmm. I was uh, like, <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> like it, it was like a holier than thou attitude in some regards. And it's you've like, gotten I'm very right. wise over your years. I, 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 I feel that, I feel that way. I, I mean, and you, you saying to, I have is very self. No, I I can straight up say that. Like I look back on myself from 
I think even five years ago is a really good barometer. That would be so like 2015. I like I would kick the shit out of that person. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I would tell myself to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's seriously shut the fuck up and listen mm-hmm. is what I and it's just it's so crazy because it's not it's it takes zero effort to just sit and consider things from other people's perspectives. And I think that's why I get so mad now when I do get mad because I'm like – People are pushing their thoughts more. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like – you know, I'm not going to get into specifics because I've already – I have already expressed, Tommy, to you specifically my actual fear of saying the wrong thing on, on a podcast in a public forum and – Somehow my life being like permanently negative effect, negatively Mostly about affected. giving away personal information. Well, just so everybody knows. <laughs> well, it's no, it's not even so much that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if somebody wanted to ruin any of our lives, they'd be able to do that. But it's like I don't want to give them a reason to do that because people are are they're in today's climate. They're intolerant of other people's opinions. The difference between me and somebody who has a specific opinion that's like really really strong, I might disagree with it to the max, but like. It's your fucking opinion. Like, I don't care. You're allowed to have that. I have a problem when people tell me that I'm not allowed to have a certain opinion, no matter what it is. Like, I don't even care if it's extreme. It it doesn't matter. Like, you're you're entitled to it. But the point is, what what I was going to say is, without giving specifics, I feel like in today's climate, there is like a, if you're not with us, you're against us Mm -hmm. mentality. And that's stupid. Yeah, that's that is literally from both sides. From both sides, mm-hmm. one you nailed it, Tommy. That is literally how wars start. Mm-hmm. It's like no, what what if somebody just wants to not be involved or associated with something? Like what if some what if somebody lived the most objectively objectively neutral life of all time, and they didn't make anything better or worse? Which I would. I would like to both say sides would say that they are on. They're, they're even farther away from the truth than if they like. As mad as one side gets at the other side, mm-hmm. taking no stance is like so wrong in 2020. And that is, <laughs> and that is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Like you should be allowed to do that. It's especially in the name of like consistency and like if you are just you know i remember years ago tommy you taught me the word switzerland as an adjective yeah you're like i'm very switzerland on the matter that's a wonderful thing not taking sides is great Mm -hmm. not taking sides is literally the opposite of divisiveness well i would say not taking sides it's not great unless you can see both sides. Not taking sides because you're scared of what the other side might oh, think yeah. of you, Definitely even though not. you feel one way. That's much worse than just saying, "Oh, I can see both sides." Agreed. Being scared, period, is a bad thing. It, we got you're scared of. We scared. got so away from selfishness. No, no, no. I, this you this think? is spot on. Okay, this, this right. is this is me being selfish, expressing mm-hmm. my opinion and like my desire, my selfish desire for other people to understand other people and see from their perspectives. And and now most people again would say that that's like self that, selfless. That is that is the that is the path to us all getting along. Yes. Is is, it is. acceptance of it's really weird because 
I, I would say that that people are unaccepting of not being accepting. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a double entendre because I, I mean, I, I feel like myself, I'm a very accepting person. Like I, I, I can say that without a doubt. Like I don't care. One of the best I know. What what you look like, who you love, what what your stance is on all of the politics, religions, all the everything. politics, all the religions. I, if 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 you're a person that that isn't a drag to be around, I'm gonna I'm gonna be around you. I don't give a fuck what you think. You might even be like a quasi <laughs> shitty person, and Tommy will still love you because you're fun. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's actually very true. Yeah, 100, percent man. What's up, T? I'm gonna tack on respect. Yeah, that's so, true. Not only the ability to accept someone, but to have a basic human respect for them, and to say. I objectively think, think I objectively think your opinion is fucking stupid, but I respect the fact that you have enough of a brain and you don't know, say human it. body. Don't even say the stupid part. To think that, like you know, but that's my own opinion. Like mm-hmm. if I think that person's opinion is stupid, like that's my own thoughts. But like to respect that other person enough to let them be the person they are, no one respects anybody. And that's another thing too. It's like okay, you can accept someone, but to respect them is a whole other thing where it's just like no one respects anyone. Anymore. What was the stupid thing, Tommy? I, I think that that's one of the biggest parts of us all getting along in, in this, in this point of time is not passing any opinion yes. on what the other side thinks. I'll agree. It, it's just, it's stupid just, opinion. it's just nodding your head and, and, and being like, Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, like, like it, no matter what you're thinking in your head, like, you're, you're an idiot, you're a dumbass, I hate yeah. you for yeah. thinking it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just going, okay, okay. Well, and it's, it's a higher mind thought process to take someone's opinion and say, okay, well, you know, one, I don't agree. However, because I don't agree doesn't mean I necessarily won't agree in the future. Now, I need to go do my own research and come to my own conclusion with this new either evidence or a new point of view that you're bringing to the table, you know, whatever it is that this person's bringing to the table, it's like, okay, well, I don't agree with you at the moment and I'll do some, I'll do my own research and I'll, I still respect you. You're not like a less of a person because we have two differing opinions. It's just, people just don't do that. I remember there uh, a really good example of like that, that, uh, a good example of early cancel culture. Cause that has not been around. For I don't know what it is. Cancel culture? Yeah, I don't know what it Ruin is. That, that's just like, so oh, you, you called somebody a certain word that I was uh, I, I was advised not to say on the air, uh, like a derogatory term for a gay person. You said it 15 years ago on Twitter. Uh, Twitter hasn't fine. even been around. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You sent a, a message trash talking another player as a teenager on Xbox Live mm-hmm. and uh, you'll never work again. You will get death threats every day. And, and it's just like that that's cancel culture. Okay, that's a pretty good example. I mean, um, Kevin Hart, you know, we've talked about him before. He, he made uh, a quote, homophobic statement, whatever. So, yeah, like that's cancel culture. So uh, earlier I said like a really good example of it is back whenever uh, – in the 2016 election. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I won't name names. History's, Donald Trump. No, history is history. <laughs> Everybody will know which sides I'm talking about. But one side was more tolerant of the other. And what I mean by that is if I knew somebody personally who voted for the other individual, I'd be like, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But okay. And like be friends with that person, talk with that person, drink beer with that person. Doesn't 
That's doesn't what, matter. That's what I was saying about passing that initial opinion, though, too. Well, yeah, and, and, and I, I passed it, but like it does. Ultimately, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, do anything. I don't manifest it in any way, and it truly does not affect how I interact with that person. The other side was like there were like family relationships being cut off, and like I will never talk to that person ever again, and, and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, especially because I think another to bring this back to that conversation that we had with James. There, there are certain things that are objective and certain things that are subjective. And like, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things where there aren't absolute truths. And we have to remember that like a lot of, a the lot world of things that are, are not absolute truths. Yeah. There's a lot of the world that we live in that like really nobody knows if the world is round or flat. <laughs> yeah. That's the perfect example. <laughs> well, like the one thing that I'll say, and like, that's a huge deal to, to remember. The one thing I'll say to like support that whole thing is like, you know, you mentioned like people's home lives are literally crumbling because of who they voted for. And it's like, at the end of the day, behind closed doors, you don't know what any politician or famous person is doing unless that, unless someone like hacks into their shit or something's leaked. You don't know anything unless it's fleshed out in a, in a court of law or whatever. And so it's like, you know, a husband and a wife, for example, like, like let's take, for example, you and me. I prioritize you and I and our success over everything on this planet. Everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Me too. Everything. I don't care who the president is. I don't care anything else. You and I have to survive this somehow to a ripe old age. Like we have to get ourselves in a position where we have enough food to feed ourselves. We have a roof over our head. We have water, clean water. We have you know, a warm bed to sleep in. Like we both have jobs. We're building a 401k, whatever, like we progress. But that's the point where it's just like, okay, like fundamentally now that we're married, that's the point. And like people are just like crumbling and losing all sense of that. It's just like, why did you even get married in the first place? Like, did you know that little about that person to begin with that a simple election could tear you apart from your foundation? Yeah. Like you built your house on sand, not a rock. Yeah, it's here's a funny question I can ask you real simply, Tommy. You are the closest non-blood person to me in my life. Who do you care more about? You and Claire or me and Tara? Me and Claire. <laughs> selfish answer. But that's that's not selfish. Yeah. That's that's normal. Mm. And I, and I feel like I'm extrapolating things out at a, at a much grander scale and trying to see things how they are in the world today. But like, I feel like that is branded as selfishness nowadays. And I'm like, I, I don't really understand that. I'm going to say something super contra- controversial. You can't be selfless without first being selfish to get yourself into a position where you're able to be selfless. And what I mean by that is like you think of any person who's built a business or a star athlete, whatever they are. If that person instead would have been selfless from the very get-go, they would have had very much like a minimum to contribute because they would have been giving everything away, literally. Mm-hmm. By them being selfish for whatever amount of time they were being selfish, now that they're millionaires, whatever, whatever cause that they've been able to build – whatever financial situation that they're in that they can share with others, 
it took selfishness for them to say, I need to invest in myself first and in whatever I believe in. Mm -hmm. And from there, I can grow the fruits of my labor and share that with other people and share a selflessness and now give all of these things that I've grown to people and not looking for a return on investment. Yeah, I think that's the key. Once you're at the top, people don't understand that you can't just, you know, give away everything to begin with. And that's admirable. I think that's admirable. But at the same time, I think like, you know, you're, you're going to have a very limited return on investment because you're going to give away everything and then you're going to end up homeless. And then you might not be cared for the way you're caring for other people. So it's very limited. Quick shout out. Um, cause I know that you wouldn't mention on, on air cause you're a good guy, <laughs> but we went to dinner today, Tara, Alex, oh, Claire nice. and I, and, um, there was a homeless man walking back and forth because we were eating outside of our local Avellino's Pizza Shop. Shout out again for the 15th time on this podcast. Um, and uh, I, I've seen this guy a lot because he walks near the park where I play kickball, where I play spike ball, all of my local park activities. He's there a lot. And I've given him several dollars. <laughs> and that sounds like minimal, but I, I've, I've been generous for the most part with this guy, even though he's asked me every single time. I leave there, which is weekly. Uh, Alex decided he wanted to give us the rest of our pizza, give him the rest of our pizza. And he walked up to him and uh, said, Hey dude, we have some pizza left over. You want some? And he said, you got a hamburger? He was like, <laughs> no, I want a hamburger. Yeah. And, I, and I, I said, I don't have a hamburger. I have pizza. And then he was like, you got $3. <laughs> and First of all, at that point, I'm like thinking to myself, okay, beggars can't be choosers. But I literally said, no, I don't have my wallet on me, which I didn't. Yeah. I said, I have pizza. And he was like, oh, no. And just kept wandering off to God knows wherever he was going. And I don't get it. And it was especially noble because um, I told Alex every time I've seen this guy, he's asked me for either money or he says, can I get a pizza and a right. Coke? And he's like, Avellino's right up, right up the street. There's pizza and Coke. And uh, I've never taken him to Avellino's yet. I've always promised him that I would eventually, but I've given him money several times. So this was our chance to give him pizza. And the one time we asked him if he wanted the pizza, he's like, no, nah, I want a hamburger. Dude, the, the best – all right, so you gave me, me credit by saying I wouldn't bring it up. But I can say I, I had one very, very wonderful – homeless giving story one time whenever I it was at one of my jobs uh in Buckhead like the the financial district this dude knew what he was doing you know he's on the side of the street in Buckhead so he's he's gonna be cared for and uh I was walking past him to Chick-fil-a one day and he you know he was asking for for money or whatever and I said hey man I was like I won't give you money but I was like I'm on my way to Chick-fil-a I'll buy you a meal and it was the best experience ever because I was like, do you want a chicken sandwich? And he said, yes, please. And some, and some soup, some hot soup. <laughs> and I was like, that's like, that's you're sweet. my man. That's I, sweet. I, like you could, even though it was really warm out, he wanted like warm soup. He and wanted was, tender soup. Yeah. I, I don't a know. Cold night. You know what? It, it wasn't you know, summer. I mean, imagine, it, it imagine was like sleeping outside cool. at night. Yeah. But the fact that he said warm, it wasn't him just switching from pizzas to hamburgers. He like this dude, God knows what planet he was on. And like, that's, that's a good beggar. (laughs) You know, maybe we shouldn't judge 
the, our guy for wanting a hamburger because maybe he was thinking about it, maybe it was his mom's birthday and his mom made him hamburgers for him every single right. night and that's why he yeah. said I hey want a hamburger. Tommy you just did a really good job of like bringing this to I, I don't know what's going on in that dude's life mm-hmm. I guess from my perspective the dude's presumably hungry and wants or needs food so I'm like alright why well, have food but this this is all I've got right now and I shouldn't take umbrage at the fact that he didn't want pizza. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a proponent of fasting, so he's probably good there. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants something else, he can hold out for something else. And, and I need to not take offense at the fact that he didn't want my pizza. The, I didn't have the right thing at the right time. The only thing you, I don't want to say needed to do, but the biggest thing that you did was even offer the rest of your meal to the sure. person. And yeah. say, hey... You know, I have this for you if you want it. And it was up to him to make the decision. Yeah. And he said, nay. And that's cool. That's fine. Yeah, you're right. That's, you know, it, the, is, it is fine. We have fine. pizza on the counter. I and just we'll hope, eat it at some point. Exactly. I just hope that he didn't say no because he was being selfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But exactly. Which he's, is he's interesting. Al- he's also allowed to be selfish. He's which also we, allowed to, so if he, but if I just he, hope he's not going hungry tonight because of that decision. Be, that because is. of like stubbornness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Stubborn and selfish are very different. Yeah, they are. Well, yeah. Selfish is, is looking out for yourself. Stubborn is being stupid. St- stubborn is being stupid. Stubborn is being it kind of in your square. Yeah. And when people like do the whole, Oh, you're in your bubble or you're in your square yeah. thing. That's stubbornness. Selfishness is looking out for yourself and doing yeah. what makes you happy not at somebody else's other. Not not at somebody else's. Maybe he experience. finally figured out last week. He's lactose intolerant. And he's like, I can't do pizza, bro. <laughs> Maybe that's why my, yeah. my I was shitting black to, to tie it all together. <laughs> yes, all the way back to square one. Any other parting thoughts? There were. It's one of those things where I remember at the end of that conversation, I said, "Man, I wish we were recording this because you know we just we solved all the problems of the world, but." Selfishness is one of those words that I think gets a bad rap. It's almost like we need an an additional word to help discern it from good selfishness and bad selfishness. Self-respect. Not bad. So if you're going to, if you, leave it at that. If you respect other people, yeah, okay. (laughs) You know, it's good. If you respect other people and you want people to respect you, why wouldn't you respect yourself? Hey, Tony Soprano, those who want respect, give respect. True. The, uh, the analogy I always use is get on an airplane, get on an airplane, look at the safety guide. Whenever the cabin depressurizes, whose mask do you adjust first? Yourself. The guide, there's like a a three-year-old toddler, and it's like, adjust your mask first, fix yourself, then you can fix and help other people. It It just goes back to what I said earlier, be selfish for yourself, and eventually, because of that selfishness you, ter- you took at the get-go, you can be selfless and then help It's other- your duty at that point. It's your duty to help yourself so that Civil you can duty. help other yeah. people down the road and throughout Human your life. Duty. Human duty. Human duty. To bring it back again. It's like a poop. <laughs> Human duty. More poop. I always love poop. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
I haven't done. <laughs> I haven't done this in a while. Wait. <laughs> I I'm gonna put at the end of the podcast. I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome.